hey, hey, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Guys, I'm super pumped. We just got through uh, with Christmas season. I don't know when you're listening to this, but we've had a lot of fun and I've gotten to eat a lot of food. I've probably gained 100 pounds over the last couple of weeks, but uh, it's all good because I'm going to lose it all in January. And that's what we all say. Um, I, I couldn't do this show without my sponsors. So I want to bring those up a minute before I get into my awesome guests. I told you about in the last episode um, and I promised it and I made it happen. So I do have broker Brett coming in today here in a few minutes. But before we do, let me talk to you about my friends over at Smart Choice, the fastest growing agency network for a reason. Uh, they do so many cool things for agencies. They just want to help you to be successful. They have, you know, no annual contracts, no upfront fees, anything like that. Uh, they just want to do a commission split with you uh, based on the, the programs and the, uh, the carriers they bring to you. They don't want a piece of your existing book. They just want to bring carriers to you to help you be successful. And they even negotiate contracts to give you higher commissions. And they even split their bonuses with you. So it's super cool. Go to smartchoiceagents.com and tell the mayor tell the mayor sent you. Also, my good friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution to getting the deck pages you need to quote your prospects. No more of the back and forth of trying to figure out which questions to ask and getting all that stuff. You can just get it all in one click. Um, and you can also send a link to your referral partners. I love that part. Tolga's done some really cool stuff there. And as you heard a couple of weeks ago, they're doing commercial now. So you can get freaking loss runs from Canopy Connect, some of the coolest stuff I've heard in my life. So I love Tolga and Robert and Casey and the team over there. You will too. Go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath, get your demo, get a discount from the mayor. Good stuff, man. Um, and I'm super pumped um, about my other sponsor. I'm not even going to do a mid-roll ad. I'm just going to get it all out right now. Let's talk about CoverDesk. And Brett and I are going to talk about this a little bit too, because uh, Brett and Andy are friends too. So I'll probably pick his brain about that. But uh, CoverDesk is just the best you know, solution, in my opinion, for, and I could say that because he pays me too, but the best solution for virtual assistants. Um, they're trained in our space. They know our business. And I work with three or four myself uh, with my businesses. And, you know, they come in, if you're looking to add staff, you know, I think you, you should look here first. They can do administrative tasks. They can do outbound calls. They can take inbound calls. They can do behind the scenes work. They even have a team that you can hire for book roles or special projects called CoverDesk Direct. Go to CoverDesk.com. Tell Andy and the team that I sent you. See if they give you a discount or something. Who knows? Maybe you'll be in the holiday spirit. Coverdesk.com. Check it out. Now, without further ado, my main man, I don't even know how to intro this guy. So I'm going to let him <laughs> intro himself because he's got his hands in all kinds of shit. So my main man, Broker Brett. Broker Brett, how you doing, brother? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for having me back. I, I yeah, think dude. this is how my do I even introduce you? first okay. time doing a repeat. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you're doing a repeat. So I asked you a little bit and you was like, let's just go ahead and hit record because we don't want to waste any airtime yeah. here. But if you were like to have your elevator pitch and someone were to ask you, what's up, Brett? What do you do for a living? Like, what's your answer there? Because your hands are in a bunch of stuff, bro. So I'll hold up my card with my uh, Canopy Connect QR code on here. So not only am I uh, <laughs> right? you know, yes. a friend, but also uh, a member, a paying member too. I think it's important to pay your buddies. Sometimes they'll give you a little discounts too. You yeah. Know, shout out, yeah. Will. Better agency. Thank you. Um, yeah, bro. Yeah, so I've rejoined the Newport Chamber. I was a member of it kind of pre-pandemic um, with the caveat. I was like, hey, I'll rejoin if I get in leads group. So, hey, what do you do, Brett? Well, 60% of my book of business right now is personal, 30 is commercial. And I've done about, I know exactly, 13 life policies over the past about year. Um, trying to proactively grow commercial. Really appreciate the ability to do personal lines to take care of my friends, which is 
a major joy and pleasure to do in California. You know, luckily I work through Smart Choice and have some resources because they keep it tricky out here. Yeah. Um, and then I've been fortunate through insurance nerds to work with startups, but I don't usually talk about that. And I'm actually trying to put my own name a little bit more forward and just kind of trust myself. You know, um, I lost a sales job like four and a half years ago, started bartending, started my own agency. And I think at first is very much like, here's Fineo, here's insurance nerds, validating myself through other stuff. So even personally, I'm trying to just be more, hey, you know, I'm Brett Fulmer. I'm an experienced insurance agent. Let me help you out with these things. And then I still love my projects and helping startups, being around other things, but I'm trying to like hone my game first, kind of that whole, you know, put your oxygen mask on first and then help, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I like that analogy. Yeah. So do you feel like you gravitate first, like your first love is for helping like the general consumer or more of like helping other producers and helping startups, things like that? Where's your first love? You know, it's a good question. And I think it's almost like fundamentals in any sport. I think the better I am at helping the consumer and I want to sell good business. I'm fortunate that to kind of stay quote unquote alive, like I don't need to feed myself deaf off the book commissions. Yeah. Um, so I write good policies. I mean, I can sleep all at night. I know every customer I've got, I trust their situation. I haven't ran anything sideways by an underwriter just because I usually know them and I'm friends with them. Um, so I would say I want to proactively get better at writing insurance, being helpful. I would love, and I'm not sure if this is just a, a small business got me, whatever, if I could feed myself off my own agency number one, that would be awesome. And then the other stuff to kind of be helpful in the periphery. Um, yeah. but I, I know there's just such a good crossover, you know, from actually touching the stuff and then going to talk to startup folks and investors. Um, and I don't always feel like the best agent. So, I mean, I'm, I'm picking my buddies' brains half the time too for for their opinions, you know. Shout out yeah. my buddy Trevor at Avantis or other guys like that who have, you know, given feedback to other, you know, startup industry friends. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Uh I just found my card as well for the Canopy. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Canopy's so cool. Awesome. Yeah. It's a great idea, man. Um, and, and I love working with them. They're such good people, man. So um, yeah, dude, I, I love to hear that because uh, for me, I, I found I was kind of the opposite, bro. And and uh, I didn't want to get off on me anytime soon. But I, when I was a producer, I found myself still trying to help other producers more mm-hmm. than I did consumers and trying to sell insurance. And uh, I mean, I still sold plenty of insurance. I was successful in the pay setters and in smart choice, whatever I was doing. Yeah. But at the same time, like I just gravitated, like an agent would call me and how'd you do this? Or if I'd lose or if they'd lose to me, they'd call me and be like, man, I was just, I had a great quote. How did you beat me when you were higher than me? Whatever. Yeah. And I would like drive to their office and help oh, them wow. try to figure it out. Because like, for me, that was always my first passion. And so when I got out of the agency side, it was just a natural fit for me to start doing consulting and podcasting. Mm-hmm. But so it's cool to hear the flip side of that, that you go consumer first and, well, I you just know, know that I could learn from everybody too. Yeah. I mean, I- I mean, I've been licensed for a number of years now, but I only worked in a a personalized role full time for a year. I get a lot of my knowledge through groups like Insurance Nerds. Um, I I still have like Nancy German's book on workers comp in my backpack. Like I'm trying to learn, you know, trying to grow consistently. I just know I can learn from everybody. So that's part of it. Yeah. So um, one of the things that you brought up, you know, as we, you know, people know, I I talk, um, you know, I talk to my my guests before they come on, just in general sense. We don't want to script anything, obviously, but you brought up something that is a new term to me, but I wanted to see if this is what you meant when you brought up camel companies, um, uh, right? Uh, so we talked about that a little bit. And so if I remember correctly, this, I don't know if this is a new term or if I'm just new to it, but it's more, 
Is it not an acronym? I, I think it's capital, asset quality, management, earnings, liquidity, liquidity, and sensitivity or something. You, you know, it's a- funny that that may be where it comes from. And that sounds like kind of heady and right in a really good way. I just stumbled across a book like two years ago called Out Innovate uh, by Scott Alexander. His last name's coming yeah. up on this little thumbnail. Alexander uh, Lazaro. Yeah. Um, yeah, Out Innovate. And Yeah, I think you sent me. Yeah. Yeah, you sent me some of that information. I think that's where I first heard of it too. But I started Googling a couple of weeks ago and I was like, you know, what is that exactly? Where does it come from? How do you come up like a camel? You know, there's always been talk lately about unicorns mm-hmm. and you want to have the unicorn startup. And now this is, so talk to me a little bit. You're in the startup world. You're an angel investor and you do a lot of that kind of stuff. Can you talk to me a little bit from that perspective, like a unicorn versus a camel even? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll say humbly, like, even the angel investment so far has been kind of sweat equity agents perspective, helping them out, you know, which has been a really cool pleasure. And I put that way up on Maslow's hierarchy, you know, you got to figure out the other stuff first. Um, So it talks about camels versus unicorns. It talks about startups built in third world countries. It talks about self-sustaining startups that build their whole stack and don't just spend a bunch of money to acquire users, uh, which really resonates me being kind of a small business guy and yeah. liberal arts degree guy, you know, not high finance. I, I hang with a lot of startups and, and nothing against them, but I don't tend to hang out with like the hugely funded San Francisco backed and nothing against them. I mean, those guys are right. playing the game at an incredible level, but, you know, startups from other countries trying to come to the U.S., startups yeah. starting out of quote unquote secondary or tertiary markets, you know, we're talking about cover desk. I don't even think Andy would call it a startup. You know, it's a business. Right. You know, he's ran like a business. Um, yeah. So to me, those are camels, you know, Tolga being able to do the engineering himself, pay the bills, they raise money, you know, not out of need, but out of like sh- strategy. You know, one of my favorite things I ever heard from a buddy Lance pool was like, try to raise money when you don't need it. Um, that's what the camels are doing. You know, they're right. not burning millions of dollars to get to more millions of dollars to end up with 3%. You know, these are operators. These are sustainable business folks out of utility because there's no, you know, there's no big check around the corner. You know, they have to get themselves out of where they're starting. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so proud to have, you know, some of those that you mentioned, this was not planned, but, you know, with cover desk and with canopy and some of those, you know, cause they are, you know, obviously a huge part of the show and I love working with them, but they're the real deal. You know, you sit down and have any conversation, you know, they, you know, I don't know. It's just fun to talk to people like that because, they're both like, for instance, I talked to Tolga last week or a couple of weeks ago, his first love and everything he wants to do is truly built around making the customer experience better and mm-hmm. helping agents. And there's so many people that build startups just to build them and sell them. Yeah. You know, and you talk to, you know, Coverdesk, you said yourself, you had a conversation with Andy not too long ago. You know, he's the real dude. Like he really awesome. wants to help. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to build this great VA company and I'm going to sell it to some big conglomerate out there. Yeah. Or It's like they really want to dive in and help. He, um, he's interesting. I got fortunate to hang out with him for a couple hours when I went to Austin last year to meet, meet up with Lonnie in person and Andrew at an ATX event. Um, you know, hopefully I'm not retelling Andy's story. Hopefully I don't butcher it, but you know, it was years ago, Tim Ferriss is talking about VAs. He basically sets up one for himself, sets up a couple for buddies, gets asked to speak on it. The guy didn't mean to build the company in the best way possible. It just kept serving people. And then he's not out here jabbing like us. You know, he's just building. He's busy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the, those are the quiet killers. You know, I put it in the exactly same bucket right. with like Justin Jordan Goodman, told CSR, just the guy's just mining away, doing the bottom line stuff. I mean, that's that's the magic, you know. 
Yeah, I guarantee you bring up those two names right now. And again, no offense to either one of them. People are like, who's Justin Goodman? Yeah. Who's Andy Priestman? But they built two of the most solid companies yeah. in our industry. And they, like you said, quiet, silent mm-hmm. assassins out there. Mm-hmm. So going back real quick, because uh, I want to bring up, you know, because some people listen to the show may not know who some of these people we're talking about is. But one name that everybody knows of, and I want to hear which category you'd put them in. When the pandemic happened, a company jumped on the scene a couple of years ago, and they're still widely used. But Zoom, um, you know, people are using Zoom now. It used to be Skype. Yeah, And it was, you know, FaceTime or whatever. Then everybody in the world starts doing Zoom. Are they a unicorn or are they a camel? I actually think, I, I don't know the founder's story, but it, to me, struck me more as like a camel, like self-sustaining tech company that just was right place, right time. Yeah. Um, I would say like, you know, I haven't dug into it enough when I was familiar, but almost like camel fundamentals that had like a good yeah. kind of swing um and funny side story so nick lamparelli recruited me to kind of co-host a podcast with insurance nerds i eventually took over but he had us playing with zoom pre-pandemic recording using the audio using the video throwing on youtube it was i mean it's crazy like there were so many heavy things that happened but that really set us up to be successful and helpful in a a busy time you know yeah i wish i'd have bought stock in zoom back then (laughs) yeah doing pretty well Uh, i haven't seen the numbers in a while but to your point though i think camel fundamentals that hit a right time you know mm-hmm. i'll relook at it and I'll, I'll send you a note afterwards but small businesses strategic businesses you know yeah, i think that's crucial coming into the year of 2023 mm-hmm. you know as we're recording this at the end of 2022 so i'm gonna try to release this pretty quick but maybe even next week but you know as we come into that like, it's been a weird time the last two years with pandemic and then we came out of it and we came back into it. And then it was like, what, what's going on? And then, you know, the last year, uh, anybody that's paid attention to my LinkedIn or to my social media, I've traveled a lot. So it's opened back up. A lot of people have. But now I'm starting to hear, you know, it's just we might be coming back into some things or, you know, I'm hearing as I'm, I'm in front of agencies every single week. No matter if I'm in California on the West Coast or I'm out here in you know New York or Arkansas, whatever I hear South or, or East Coast, it's hard market city, bro. Yeah, it's I don't have a big enough book, so the frothy times like don't intimidate me as much as they sort of create noise. Yeah. Um, and again, I promise we weren't intending to plug all the the sponsors today. It just kind of lined up with the season that we're in. Yeah. Um, you know, smart choice having that big shelf and getting be there. You know, work with Spencer out here, be a resource to agents. So when people have problems, they come to us. You know, I got to work on an earthquake insurance quote yesterday for North LA, you know, and find yeah. a wholesaler for that. So next time I come across an earthquake need in a tight market, I know where to go. You sure. know, so I'm very fortunate, you know, to be on the front lines and see how people are building, building cool little agencies. You know, there are some killers, you know, obviously some killers in the Smart Choice Network, but it's cool too to see these little mom and pop shops and these different ways people are making a buck and, you know, those two out of 10 agencies that are going to start going towards the moon, you know, what, what was the trick, you know, and usually it's pretty simple. Usually they're just working very hard and they know what they're good at. <laughs> you know, it's not like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, but you start thinking about consumers and what they're looking yeah. at right now, especially you're out in California. I mean, you yeah. got wildfires, you got property rates through the roof. You got, wait, wait, I got to ask. So what was that? What are you drinking on there? Oh, this is a little uh, Trader Joe's sparkling water. I, I have uh, to I was re- like, represent, be a hipster Californian. You know, yeah. I was like, Dude, it's like 9.50 your time. That's a little it may early. Maybe holiday week, bro. but yeah. Say what? Yeah. So it's maybe holiday week-ish, but you know, you got to yeah. still keep it decent. Yeah. But anyhow, back to the, back to the question <laughs> though. Like, um, you know, you're out in, in California where there's all kinds of reasons to have a hard market. And, 
you know, I've got, I've got several clients in Florida and in Louisiana that are dealing with the hurricanes and weather related patterns and whatnot that have caused property rates to go through the roof. What is that going to look like? You feel like going into 2023, is this going to get worse as far well, as rates go for consumers? Yeah. Rates and options. You know, I worked on a package policy for a friend uh, who bought a new home, needed to keep the old oil fire, um, you know, umbrella, two cars. And whereas before we might have had three or four options, we're like, hey, we're lucky we have this good one. You know, A-rated carrier, oh, it's Encompass, you know, out here in California. Yeah. Um, would Encompass be the top of my stack to put somebody with in a normal day? And I don't want to get bad or different. Maybe not. Right, right, yeah. right. But not a bad company by any means. Sure. Um, but in a normal time, you know, we'd have four options. Whereas this time we're like, hey, you know, these guys are going to be more than fine. They're going to take care of you. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to say anything negative. I'm a big fan of being positive. Um, I'm well, very happy it. we were able to get that package as an option for them. You know, but yeah. normal times, yeah, there'd be four competing things today. It's like, we got one and it's decent. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I yeah. feel like that's where a lot of people are right now. And, yeah. But the problem is on the flip side of that, from what I'm understanding, a lot of consumers are wanting to be shopped and they're wanting to do this and they want to do that. It's like trying to educate them on the one side of shopping and moving around too often could be a bad move. On the flip side of that, of trying to serve that customer and say, okay, here's what we got to do. Or even educating them on, let's look for other discounts. Let's look look for opportunities. Maybe five years ago, your roof was this old. Now if we reshop it, it's 15 years old. You're going to see a rate spike or, you know, um, you got a good student discount you could take advantage of, or you've got yeah. this or that advantage you could take of. Oh, you updated your electrical in the last five years. That's fantastic. You're going to get a discount there. There's ways you could take care of that. But at the same time, the consumer only sees a dollar amount going up. Yeah. I may be just getting older and busier and maybe the gray hair or the bartending, but I'm just like, Hey man, like, sorry <laughs> you know it sucks i'm gonna piss him on for a second and then you know like we're like let's keep an eye on this we'll have we should have better options next year you know yeah. um sucks you know like yeah part of the, the deal right now unfortunately yeah and, and that's the thing you know yeah. and one of the one of the courses we teach you know i talk about it i do think your and, approach is right i think the way you're looking at it's good you know and i gotta work on that a little more but that's one of the things we talk about is having first and foremost having that empathy when they had that rate increase but you know what it does suck let yeah. them bitch and moan let them yeah. talk about it a minute let them kind of get that off a little bit and then be like here's the deal you know and the way i would you know, want to approach that, you know, and what I try to teach is let's use education first, you know, to say, Hey, here's the deal. You know, if we do shop, there's a potential that, you know, rate could be up because of your interest rates, you know, or yeah. interest rates, but your insurance rate or insurance score, you know, your, you know, um, credit score could be up right now or down right now. You could have a problem with this or that. They come out, reinspect and find 47 things wrong. They didn't find the first. So there's a lot of reasons why we shouldn't shop. No, I think yeah. you're looking to write those little W's and be there for them. And I think honestly, that's the reason why you're out there educating people, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm still learning kind of going back to the, you know, just work in progress sort of side of this. Um, I think what you're looking at, right. Like, let's just see if we can find you some edge cases. Let's just see if we can find you some corners. Oh, you are working from home now. Let's drop that mileage to 9,000 for 15,000. Great know, one. Little things yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, okay. So then from the flip side of that, you know, you and I were you know, exchanges of texts and you brought up, it's going to be a bunker down season, but there's also room for optimism. Yeah. You know, what did you mean by that? You know, it's so funny. I, I have friends that are like really well to do um, and they're, you know, the interest rates affect their ability to buy real estate or do whatever else. And yeah, I, I get that 1000%, but I think normal folks are just excited to be back out, you know, and spend money and kind of normalize. 
And then the other one, and I'm kind of stealing this from the All In podcast and stuff, um, but we're going to reshore a lot too, especially in the Southwest. We're going to be building ships. We're going to be building solar. We're going to be building all sorts of cool things. So I think between people going back out and then manufacturing coming on and even like, it's funny, but I don't think home building stopped. It's just kind of going up now instead of out. Yeah, I think there's going to be some fun projects, you know, that at least equalize with, you know, interest rates in that side of the economy slowing down. Investors, you know, are going to find other places to put their money. So maybe traditional startups are going to slow down, but I don't I don't see that as a terrible thing. Uh, again, I'm stealing a lot of these points from other people, but uh, talent's going to consolidate. You know, teams are going to get smaller and sharper. They're going to have to think more like small businesses than venture-backed startups a lot of the time. And I think it's going to be healthy, you know, and um, I'm 37, you know, this is my first big pass at this, but I guess this has happened in startups before. And um, the other thing I kind of look at or think about right now is I guess there's like growth cycles and then there's like pullback cycles. So you just look at like money saving things, risk mitigation things, um, ways to help the protect the bottom line rather than grow the top line. I think people are going to really gravitate towards those solutions right now. And the last one, I'm kind yeah. of stealing this from Declo Wagner. But yeah, risk mitigation over risk transfer. So instead of like MGAs and paper, it's going to be more about frontline risk management and protection, I think, you know, as, as, uh, as you know, excess markets and everything else as reinsurers kind of tighten up. I think we're just going to have to be more self-reliant on, you know, controlling risk. It seems like. Yeah. yeah I'd love for you to go into that a little bit more of what you, you know, what your thoughts are on that. Cause that's a good point uh, to bring up, you know, as you're talking about ENS and you're talking about risk mitigation and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pulling these points from people a lot smarter than I am. Um, you know, being proactive on cyber, being proactive on your home, if you're in a flood area or a fire area, you know, everything from rooftop sprinklers to how you build your roof. Um, just being responsible. And I mean, what's cool about America is we're all crazy. You know, we all cross oceans. We all cross countries. We all yeah. want to start businesses. It's literally a country of crazy people who are yeah. used to taking responsibility for themselves and putting things in their own hands. So I think we'll be fine. You know, it'll just be a little bit of a, you know, to go biblical, gird up your loins kind of season, yeah. you know, and take responsibility for your own bottom line, you know, and then, you know, some self-insurance, you know, some captives, you know, like Matthew Queen, I'm sure that stuff will come more in vogue as, you know, money's more expensive. Yeah. You know, not to get weird or political on this show, because I don't like to do that, but do you think anything has to do with, is it just pure timing? Or you think anything has to do with coming into an election year, you know, next year and all that kind of stuff? Are we going to start seeing, you know, some of that be a reason for any of this or, you know, um, not to get into politics, but. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely dangerous. I usually try to. I like the fact that my conservative friends think I'm liberal. My liberal friends think I'm conservative. Yeah, I really enjoy toggling. Yes. Um, I just mean of, in general with an yeah. election year coming up. Does that have anything to do with some of this? I would say that there have been things that have created inflation that I don't totally see slowing down. Hopefully they'll slow down. But I think it's going to make the dollar more expensive. And I think we're going to have to just stay proactive on our own risk management for the next foreseeable future, <laughs> you know, and I think startups are going to have to feed themselves for a while, you know, but yeah. to the everyday person, they don't care, you know, they're just hoping their salary goes up a little. They just want their insurance to be as cheap as possible to do jobs. Same thing with small business owners. You know, these are just like tides in the back of our mind. Um, you know, my goal for next year is like, I want to write a new piece of business every week. You know, I don't care if it's a hundred dollar life policy, monoline auto, commercial, maybe tip and toe, tip tone and some benefit stuff. I just, you know, want to try to write a policy a week 
and the environment may be great environment may be shit you know like sorry for cursing um doesn't matter you know i just want to write a policy a week if i could write a policy a week i'll be successful in my eyes you know and I think yeah, no, be... I think that brings up a good point too of just just activity. And yeah. right now, one of the big things I've talked to every one of my producers about over the last month or two is we you start talking about goals and we start talking about what you're going to do in the next year and how you're going to grow and whatnot. And the biggest thing is, you know, so many people will come into the next year of whatever that year might be and say, I want to grow my book by X amount of dollars. And it's like, it's such a daunting, like yeah. overwhelming task of like, whether it's a half a million or a million or 5 million or even a hundred thousand, whatever that might be, you know, people say, you know, I want to grow by this. And I'm like, let's break that down a little bit. Let's yeah. look at that in maybe a mid-year goals. Let's look at that as like even quarterly, maybe even start off and then you can break it down to monthly. And even like you said, weekly goals, if you can have that activity and if, if Brett can write, whether it's a life policy or a home or an auto or a earthquake or a commercial policy or whatever it might be, you know, it's activity. Yeah. And activity begets activity and it just keeps snowballing. And that maybe it's a hundred dollar life insurance policy a month that could lead to someone's home and auto later, mm-hmm. or it could lead to, you know, actually, you know, it's funny you ask, I'm a controller for this manufacturing company. Yeah. Oh, well, shit, let me come in there and see your people. There's just a snowball effect. I'm so spoiled, especially around Orange County and Southern California being by the water. You don't know who does what. You don't know who ties to what. Um, yeah, it's it's dumb. You know, I mean, cost of living is expensive, but the opportunity is also great. You know? Yeah. Um, I do have a funny thing up my sleeve. I, I held off on telling you before I hit record just because I thought you'd enjoy the story. Yeah. Here. Um, so I sold with my dad for six years at an office moving company. He was a top salesman, like 25 of 30 years and like the last 20 years there. And these are all like, I'll call it blue collar great. Nothing crazy. You know, we lived in a decent house. You go on some decent vacations. It wasn't like, by by all means, like we definitely were privileged compared to a lot of people. Um, but it wasn't like anything crazy. Um, but his big thing was just a, a move a day. He's like, I don't care if it was two men in a truck. I don't care, whatever. He's like, I just wanted at least some wheels on the ground, some people out there every day. Um, so I, I miss working with him. It's been years, right? He kind of got COVID retired because... You know, and I, I promise not trying to make him a hero or a saint or anything. Uh, he was working at CB Richard Ellis as a project manager. And he said, hey, you know, take me off and reduce my guy's pay. Keep them on. Um, you know, they have my grandparents' rental property. My mom was a teacher. She has a good retirement. They're fine. Um, but he had shoulder surgery a couple of weeks ago. So we were joking. I, I owe him a business plan by uh, June, sorry, January 3rd. And then we're going to have AM and PM check-ins about my activity. <laughs> so I'm bringing yeah. the hammer to be my like sales coach. And I have to like, I'm going to list out everything I'm working on. I'm going to list out, you know, the past three years of activity, you know, what the books look like. And he's basically just going to yell at me every day until we get on the phone and do the important thing. That's going to yeah. make money. So he's going to pull me back. I, I definitely can connect the dots. And I love working with startups. I love connecting, you know, Canopy with Marble and seeing how they can help each other. That stuff's cool. Um, but I got to be pulled back sometimes. So I, I secretly found my sales coach operator, my dad, who's going to be laid up for three months. So it'll be good. We'll give him an yeah. activity of just yelling at me and getting me in line and helping me write some business. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that's a great point you bring up. And again, this is a great squirrel episode to be all over the map, but to be able to talk about that, because I think that's a good point to bring up. One of the things uh, that I talk about, I gave a talk to uh, a group of people, young agents about goal setting. In my last point I brought up, my ninja trick, so to speak, was, uh, and it's such a simple thing, but it's to uh, tell somebody, tell anybody, tell a bunch of people, tell whatever, you know, about your goals. So they have to hold you accountable. You know, for me personally, you know, and I make this joke a lot, but I'm serious about it. Like, 
if I want to lose 20 pounds, which I need to every year, um, cause I've got this vicious cycle where I lose 20 pounds the first three or four months and then I gain it right back. So I'm like at a net zero, you know, weight, late, late ugh, gain or loss. But, um, at least throughout that first six, eight months of the year, people are like, Heath, how much weight have you lost? Or they'll be like, you don't look good at all. Like, are you really trying to lose weight? What are you doing, bro? And it's like, you know, I know that accountability is coming. And so I better, you know, uh, do it. And same thing with what you're talking about. If you can find a mentor, an accountability partner, or somebody to be able to keep you on track and be like, you know, at the beginning of the year, if you say, hey, this first quarter, I want to write a quarter million dollars in new premium. Then someone's going to be able to say, hey, how much did you write this week? Yeah. What did you write this month? What did you write this couple of weeks? What do you got in the hopper? What's going on? Kind of like we're talking about your dad. I think everybody needs somebody like that in their life. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, the weight one's tricky. I'm working on that myself. And I'm not, I'm just not where I like to be. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. interesting. And oh, man, now you want me, I want to go on tangent about that. But um, go for it. My, yeah, so we used to me. rock climb. And then my right. older brother is an ultra marathon runner. Yeah. 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 yeah no, I got you. Um, I got to plug in my laptop. Oh, you're good. It makes me appreciate the math that is the human body. And again, yeah. I'm not a future habit on this. There's a lot of people we know that are probably much better conversation people. But I think more about just changing some sort of habit in the long term to keep yeah. it off as opposed to like, you know, a diet or a plan in the short term. But if you could like change X, you know, eat a healthier breakfast. I'm a, I learned it from my dad, a piece of like sourdough and cheese under a broiler in the morning. Just trying to turn that into like a healthy bowl of cereal is something I've done recently. <laughs> right. Yeah like little stuff, you know? Um, but yeah, if you could programmatically change over time, you know, it seems to be the trick. All right. So I was joking. So these aren't like hard goals, but we can make this a little bit of a goals episode too. I have some yeah. funny goals for next year for myself. All right. Let's hear it. One, uh, run a marathon. Last one I ran was 10 years ago. Oh, and wow. I got a, a 408. So it still haunts me. And yeah. then last year without training, training relatively hard but i ran a sub two hour marathon i was busted for like three weeks afterwards like yeah. i ran so hard literally my body wasn't right for like three weeks oh but i was like i want to yeah. run one more marathon it was 10 years ago before uh if i'm honest like 45 pounds ago dude i'm getting close to 230 i was like a buck 85 at the time yeah so i gotta shed some of that but i'd love to run one more and get it under four hours so we'll see if i could do that I got my awesome. All right, second one. And I've been punting on this for a while. And uh, Tony always gets mad at me because he thinks I'm further along than I want to be. Um, write a book that I say is like helpful to salespeople that their managers won't like. So I want to write a book <laughs> that like yeah. <laughs> gets people just thinking for themselves and helps. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like the inner game of sales, you know, like yeah. even I've read decent amount of books. I don't read as many sales books as I should. But I still love like Dale Carnegie and like Richest Man Babylon and Great Sales on Earth, like these old school cheesy ones that help you stay positive internally yeah um and i'd want to tell some funny stories like i was like anthony bourdain's sort of like hard scrabble you know yeah. stories as opposed to like this is how i built my empire and this is how you can too right. you know it's it's fun to share the war stories oh, um sure. this kind of goes to the one with my dad like make more money off my own shingle you know than projects or consulting yeah. Like, I feel so fortunate to help keep the lights on while my wife was in grad school. And I appreciate, you know, every dollar that's hit the bank or came in the door. But it'd be really cool if, you know, what I'm producing, um, and that could be wholesaling capacity as well, you know, I think um, hits the bottom line more than, you know, trading time for money. Yeah. And that could be even a wholesaling, it could be smart choice. I mean, I consider that similar to building my own, you know, agency. Um and then the last one's kind of funny. It's like, get good enough at cooking that I can uh, cook like a grandma or grandpa sand yeah. recipe. Nice. Because like, 
I'll print up recipes and I'll literally put everything out before I start or like I'll have an iPad and I'll go for it. And I love it. But I was like, man, I love just go walk through a grocery store. Be like, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. You know? So yeah, those are my, my cheesy goals. So I'll run through one more time real fast for accountability. Run a marathon under four hours, uh, write like a fun sales book, make more money off my own sort of activity rather than trading time for money and then be able just to cook yeah. you know on the fly yeah so there we go it's on the record i'm in trouble there yeah. you go now <laughs> you know, people need to check in with broker brett find yeah. him on linkedin find him wherever and check in with him on that um and i shared some of mine uh last week uh or this week yesterday's episode whatever it was um and so uh and actually announced on the episode that came out yesterday that you were coming on so okay. that actually happened so um but one of mine um and I'm going to put this out there uh, and see what happens with this. But I would love to get to a place. This sounds kind of weird, but um, kind of like lawyers and uh, attorneys, they have like the pro bono they can do. Yeah. I would love yeah, to get yeah. to a place in my book of business, uh, in my consulting, where I could take on a pro bono client uh, or two. I, I think you do it more than you realize, too. I'd, I'd put myself in that pro bono bucket. <laughs> you know, well, what we're doing right now and I, our conversations at ITC, our texts, our calls, and you've been driving around like... I mean, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, I would love to be able to, because I get a lot of calls from people that you know, we do at APP. I do Insurance Town, whatever it might be, where it's like, you know, they want to work with us. They want to consult it. And then they hear the price. It's like, oh, I, I can't afford that. So I'd love to be able to say, you know what? You know, this one's on me. I would love to be able to do that and uh, trade my time, you know, uh, and do that. And so that's something I'd like to do. And that's not for me to sound like a hero or to brag or anything. I just think it'd be fun for me because I learn yeah. a lot when I work with some of these agencies and um, I get to work with some of the best agencies in the country. Yeah. So I learn from them just as much as, you know, they, for me, because I get to see totally. the inner workings of an agency. That's kind of like me with the smart choice guys and being yeah. able to go in different doors and seeing how these great owner operators make a living and see what we can do to complement or accelerate. Um, it's really fun. You know, that's a, it's a different upside. I didn't expect going in. Um, but I, I wouldn't give yourself too hard a time though. Cause even just in a quick conversation, you know, like the 80, 20 rule. And I'm sure things that even as somebody's driving and you're just on the fly on an accident on the five minutes, I'm sure there's nuggets you're dropping that aren't profound to you. That's someone's like, Oh yeah. You know, um, well, I, I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Um, I, I just, you know, something that I, I just, I've never, other than obviously my family and my wife, I've never been in love with more, you know, with anything more than I am the insurance industry. With agents yeah, it's weird, and right? I'm with you. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy to me. The more and more I get into it, the deeper I get into the industry and I'm now 20 plus years, it's like, you know, I continue to fall in love with it on a daily basis. And so I find out something new mm-hmm. and something happens or I talk to somebody like you and I'm like, holy smokes. And like, it's funny, you know, how this whole industry is connected one of my closest friends uh, in the industry and outside the industry, you brought up in one of your posts uh, yesterday, day before, whenever it was, um, again, depending on when we dropped this episode, um, Jim Anderson. Uh, yeah, and cool. he came out to Jim. one of your broker brews. Um, yeah, great guy. And uh, he's just one of those guys that he's, you know, just killer in knowledge. And he's just a, an easy guy to talk to. He's just, I don't know. Um, and to know that I'm like, He's from Arizona and he was out in California at your broker yeah. brews. And he was like, that was cool. I was like, how did you end up connecting? They goes, I saw it going on. I wanted to jump on a flight, go check yeah. it out. I'm like, that's so cool that he wanted yeah. to do that. And that you were able to get something out of that. He was able to get something out of it. But uh, anyway, it's just cool. That this world's connected in that way that, you know, and you and I had already talked about doing a show. So tell me real quick uh, on that note, what is broker Bruce? And is, yeah. is that, I don't even know what that is. I just joined the Facebook yeah. group. No, thank you. 
Um, or the LinkedIn group, whatever it was. And again, like, I don't have anything figured out. This is a long game, you know, to anybody who's just started a project yeah. or a company. Um, literally, I think six years ago, I'm working at my only full-time insurance role, uh, doing personal lines, working Everquote leads, working Quote Wizard leads, you know, yeah. 110 calls a day, all that fun stuff. And I go to a Liso Viejo insurance meetup. And there's this lady who does high net worth, you know, pretty lady, very sharp. Um, I bring a friend who's like a former farmer's guy who moved out here to help his agency. We keep the energy level up. I get an email from her like a week later. Hey, I need to take over this group. I can't do it right now. I'm like, lady, I'm trying to hold on to my like shitty personal lines role. Like, I don't think I can run like a meetup about insurance right now. I get an email from meetup a week later. Hey, if you don't take this over, it's going to fold. I'm like, all right. So we do a... OC and SureTech meetup. And this is like yeah. six years ago. Like nobody knows yeah. what a SureTech is, even in like LA or New York. You know, Galad actually has a good group going. Uh, nobody shows up. It's me, and my friend Ryan, just staring at each other for like six months. Like an Apogee rep comes out. Uh, <laughs> he renames it Broker Brews and like kind of would sputter, you know? We would do Eva, we do Eventbrite, we would do meetups, some odd ducks would show up. Yeah. Um, before the pandemic, I think our record was like 22 people, literally that February, yeah. and then it shut down. And the happy accident was during the pandemic, we did it off a Google invite. So it was a little bit more narrow yeah. um, and it kind of raised the quality and that we've been using LinkedIn lately too. Um, and then this year we had some people sponsoring, you know, we're at the point where we'll probably get like an event liability policy, probably do nice. it as my agency because there's an entity there. Um, but we already have sponsors lined up for the first four months next year. Yeah, just trying awesome. to nurture community. Um, people like it a lot because there's cross-professional networking. So you have, you know, real estate people, attorneys, bankers. They also like that it's not very structured because they're usually members of like a BNI or LATIP or a chamber. Yeah. Um, so really anybody can kind of come and mash up. You know, there's other insurance agents from great agencies, but big blue ocean believer, you know, especially in a place like SoCal, we're not going to run out of prospects. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been super casual. I always joke that it's like group therapy for salespeople, you know, right. so maybe I'll put a blueprint out, like how other people can do it for themselves. You know, I'll have my lawyer buddy look it over to make sure I'm not doing anything to you know, at least yeah. liability out there, like good risk manager. Um, that's a great idea though. Yeah. But yeah, it's fun, you know, and it's, it's a casual group and it's honestly like, I think hanging with your peers pretty regularly, we go four to six. So it gives you an excuse to get out of the office, but you can still get mm-hmm. home. Um, doesn't cost anything. People buy their own drinks. You know, we'll sponsor food a lot. Sometimes people sponsor the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I'm a big believer in, and probably goes back to the book, um, never Eat alone, but not being yeah. too programmed, not being too like scripted. Uh, cause I think you want to put cool elements together, but not math out what you think you'll get out of it. Cause what can happen on its own, I think is yeah. like the magic, you know? So that's, kind of what we're doing you know just putting people. one of the coolest things is a couple of guys um who literally met through the group have bought 12 houses together in tennessee so far that are rentals. oh wow and then they bought a commercial building in orange and i've been scrapping i haven't been able to participate in that yet but we joked that like it's gonna be a broker bridge reit like a broker bridge real estate investor trust <laughs> literally two friends yeah. came together through the group and now they have another partner for the office building own like 13 awesome. properties together and they met just because of our our silliness That's- you know, it's super cool. You never know when you go to those networking things like yeah. that, what's going to happen, you know, and how that's going to work out. Uh, that's really cool. Um, maybe there, it's funny as we talk about the book, maybe there's something in there about that, you know, like sort yeah. of like with your peers sort of side plotting, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so many it's people, funny. and that goes back to like, when you go to those events, you know, a lot of people just go to those to, you know, yeah. shake hands, kiss babies and just do the thing to be seen. 
And there's people that go with an agenda of like, I want to look for relationships that can propel me forward or help me make money or help me to be more successful. And when you do that, shit happens. And and I rejoined the, the chamber and I'm just participating in leads groups. Yeah. I'm not even like a, like a chair in there. And I think there's value in that. A long time ago, I realized like leading something just takes a little bit more effort than participating well. And there's all sorts of interesting upside. Um, so just being consistent, facilitating, you know, it's pretty cool. Make other people look good. Um, my hack for networking events back in the day was like, instead of trying to be the dynamo in the middle of the room, look for the people who aren't plugged in, just like cozy up and help them have a good time. Um, and you really create cool bonds that way, I think. Yeah. You know, but yeah. same thing, it, it, the broker brew is like, we rarely stop the party. We rarely slow it down. Maybe we'll grab a couple of pictures, but usually just kind of like floating and kind of spinning up whoever might be stuck on a wall for a second and then kind of yeah. go find the next. Yeah. That's awesome. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what it's about, man. Uh, and I think that's uh, such a, a big part of that. And a big part of, you know, if you want to get involved in networking and doing things like that, you've got to be intentional about doing that kind of stuff. So I think, I think that's super cool. Intentional. And I'm a big fan of like the low bar you can step over consistently. Like don't go yeah. crazy. Don't do too much. Yep. Uh, make sure it kind of resonates with your person a little bit. Play the long game. A uh, thing I learned from serving, bartending, in sales that I think will give me longevity is just being myself. Yeah. Like, obviously you got to mind your energy. Like I, ha- I haven't been great about getting out to run lately, trying to get back on that. Um, you, you owe it to yourself to be in a good place to build business. Um, yeah. Y- yeah so just, you know, watch your energy. <laughs> Cause if you put that false front on, it'll wear you out. You know, it will, you yeah. can't keep up with it either. You've got to be yeah, real. Exactly. Exactly. You know. So, and that's one of the things that I have to, you know, it's a blessing and a curse because I I just naturally have a, just a ton of energy. And if I'm ever in a bad mood, I'm having a rough day or I'm just, you know, cause you're allowed to have those every now and then But when you have the kind of energy that you and I have, it doesn't work, you know, because then people are like, what's going on? Are you okay? What, why are you I'm like, I I try to be really candid. I mean, honestly, the second half of this year, like I don't want to dive in personal stuff too much, but there's a lot. I feel like a boxer who's just sort of taking a couple of licks and just trying to get out of the round, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And, People are like, can you talk to anybody? I'm like, no, like, you know, talk to my friends, talk to my wife. Like, I'm candid enough with everybody. I don't feel like I'm hiding anything. I'll process, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes you're a boxer who just has to make it through another couple of rounds. No, yeah. I agree. And, yeah. and when I was, you know, there for a, I don't know, a month or two, I was traveling like, or maybe longer than that, like every week, you know, and I was just always gone and it just wears on you. And sometimes yeah. just being that active and have that, that much going on, you just get, you know, worn down. So you have to really, that's another goal of mine in 2023 is just to protect myself and my family from that, you know, um, I guess burnout, so to speak. Yeah. And that's a real thing. And I always thought, you know, whatever people say that you're just not working hard enough or they're just, you know, whatever, they're just wanting to say it to sound good, but I experienced some real burnout Yeah, and, and it just really does happen to be completely candid. And I think the podcast suffered from it. I think my consulting practice, you know, could, you know, suffered from it and just my general communication with people just really suffered. Like, I don't know. I just, I had several friends reach out that they were like, dude, I haven't heard from you in forever. Are you okay? Yeah. What's going on? I'm well, like, that's, yeah. that's one thing I was going to say when you're stuck on those travels or those flights, maybe I'm going to schedule and catch up with time with people who kind of refill you, yeah. even though that's if you don't idea. feel at your best, sometimes we're getting deep on this one. If you don't feel at your best, sometimes it's hard to like go to people if you're used to being kind of the well filler. But sometimes it's like, not to say like a privilege, but if you're usually like on the give, letting people give back to you, yeah. I actually think is very like generous. You know, we, we both have youth ministry in our background. We both yeah. have that. So uh, you got to let the tribe take care of you sometimes too, you know, because yeah. it's almost like fair. And I actually think it's like you owe it to other people, you know, if you've been there for them. 
you know? Yeah, no, yeah. I think that's a good point. And that's something I struggle with. It's something that, you know, Kelly Donnie Piro and I talk about a lot because she's like, it's almost selfish not to raise your hand and say, yeah, I'm no, struggling. You need to. If you think about it like a war or a game or like even a athletic activity, like if you're not your best and you need like a blow, like it's bad for the team for you to, <laughs> you know, as yeah, much as we I, want to gut through it, you know. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it's easy to be that guy in the movies that's just going without me. I'll be okay. And you're just like, you're, you're like falling back. And the team's like, no, I'm going to carry you with me. You're coming with me. And I feel like sometimes I'm that guy that's like, oh, go without me. I'll be okay. And I'm just yeah. on the battlefield laid out, like ready to go. And I'm like, I always need someone like Kelly or like you or Jim Anderson, whoever it might be to come yeah. by Tolga, pick me up on their back and say, okay, yeah. I need that. And so for me to be the best I can be in 23, sometimes I need to do that. And again, not to I'll get too personal some, about it, but some grace you know. too, because it, it was a transition year, right? You're sort of getting used to the new different workload. Yeah. You know, that that's always going to tax you, you know, like yeah. my wife is going from being a student to working full-time at a hospital as a physical therapist, which is awesome, you yeah. know, but there's a transition. Theoretically, it should be easier. Theoretically, there's no homework. Theoretically, it's just 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week. Um, but it's a new cognitive load, you know, like yeah. give yourself time. Your brain's got to kind of shuffle, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, look at that. Get therapy from broken. <laughs> I I was right here live major. on the air. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah. great. Um, it's funny. And, and so, you know, I, I, sometimes it's good for that. And I want the audience to hear this kind of thing because, you know, yeah. some people, they might look at someone like you or I and that, you know, insurance famous world or whatever it might be and be like, Oh, they don't struggle with the same things I do, or they don't have these kind of, it's a dog fight to stay in the game and yeah. keep the opportunities and the doors open while being a responsible family person, you know, yeah. like, and uh, you're just looking, you're looking for optionality and control and build, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a slog. Every successful person I've talked to, I don't consider myself successful yet, but everybody it's a dog fight and just an internal decision to do it, you know, like it's, yeah. yeah. You know, I, uh, you know, I, I always struggle with with some of that because, again, I have a hard time with it. But, like, you know, even friends, like I consider you and I personal friends. Oh, and yeah, even Spencer and even, yeah. um, you know, like Mitch Mitch Gibson and Jason Kess, some different people. And I'm like, we're going to stay in touch. I'm never going to be that guy. And then I, I go weeks and months without texting somebody. I'm like, God, I was such a bad friend. And uh, But then I've got such good friends. It's like, no big deal. You know, we understand. Yeah. You've been through a lot. We've been praying for you. We've been thinking about you. No big deal. So, um, super There's proud, a, you know, to have been like, surrounded by good people. Of course. Now, I apologize for jumping in. Uh, Jonathan Livington Siegel or something like that. Or like Richard Bach or something. But it's like, you'll know your true friends better in an instance than your acquaintances in a lifetime. Like, don't, yeah, yeah don't even worry about it, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, really my good, only man. two cents I would chip back is like, reach out to the well fillers, you know, because it's a community, you know, and if yeah. you're not feeling it, like, don't, don't feel like you have to hide until you're ready to like give to everybody, you know, let people kind of give back, you know, I think, um, but yeah, we're all work in progress and trying to figure out how to math out our own success. You know, I've been hiding. I mean, I haven't produced as much content lately. I've been trying to like get back to the bottom of the pyramid, you know, and that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's good advice, you know, especially a lot of people listen to this right now uh, that might be in that boat. Like, man, yeah, especially I, I winter. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I can't wait for that. A lot of people get that place in December. It's like, I can't wait for the calendar turn. Let me yeah. get to that 2023 and then that's I get that physiological. Reset. You know what I mean? That's, that's okay. Yeah. And yeah. really, it's just another day. But psychologically, a lot of people, it's like another calendar year. And I'm like, really? It's a Tuesday. 
Now we're, we're getting into a weird excited. part of this too. I think your testosterone peaks in like March and like lulls in like December. And you have all sorts of circadian rhythms that are set up with the weather and everything else. Like there's a reason we like candles and sing happy songs in December. You know what I mean? And like yeah. trees, yeah. like that's okay. You yeah. know, and I think, I think seasons are helpful. Says the guy from like the land of eternal sunshine with a fake beach in the background. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> you got to pull back, you know, like yeah. reassess and get ready to go forward. You know, like, yeah, it's not an endless loop. You know, there nope. are seasons. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely are. And I, it, yeah. man, I, I could sit here and, you know, go on and on about <laughs> this, but, um, and we may have to do some of that off air, but, you know, just a little wrap up, I guess, um, you know, anything that, you know, I know you said, you know, your goals and whatnot, but anything you've got coming up or anything you got going on, any info you want to share with anybody, anything that, you know, the audience can serve you in. Um, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I appreciate all the encouragement. Um, yeah, I'm spoiled by my insurance nerds community, you know, yeah. smart choice in terms of peers I can reach out to local insurance buddies. Um, I would say I'm okay right now. You know, I'll bug you. I'll bug Blake, you know, yeah. that call, you know yeah, I got my, my people I reach out to. Um, yeah, dude. I appreciate, I would say just accountability. You know, my yeah. goal for this year is to kind of like simplify I am yeah. go, go deeper. Um, as I say that, I know a couple of things are bubbling in the background, but that's always the case. And yeah. we didn't mean to make it like super plug episode, but it's been awesome working with Smart Choice. Known the Canopy guys for a long time. Proud paying yeah. customer. And Andy's the real deal. You know, so Andy's it's uh, legitimately the real deal. So yeah, no, but um, thanks for having me on. And I just wanted to catch up too. That's part of the reason to bug you to do the pod. You yeah, know? dude, I, I love it. <laughs> it's, it's so fantastic. It's perfect timing too, at the end of the year and, you know, coming into a new year. Um, and I've had, the last three episodes for those that have been following, you know, I had Tracy Cotton talking about building your right bucket list. And last week I talked about just setting goals and now you coming on to kind of wrap up, give a little psychology session and, you know, a little uh, feel good session, which is fantastic. And all the, the squirrel moments we had on this episode, it's been really good because I think a lot of people can resonate with that because it's easy, whether you're involved in insured tech or FinTech or whatever, all the things you're involved in, or if it's just being involved in your local community and trying to run a business and run your family and all the things, I think everybody's pulled in 90,000 different yeah. directions. So to be able to have that, you know, they could eavesdrop on a conversation between two buddies could always help. I think so. And the last thing I'll just tag in there is like, we just make it more complicated than it is. You know what I mean? Participate in a community, do your job really well, you know, take care of yeah. yourself. You know, these are things I got to remember too. Yeah, yeah bro. Man, I appreciate you coming hanging out with us in Insurance Town, dude. It's been fun. It's fun. Thank you for letting me help kick off the year. And, uh, you know, let's get after those goals. And, you know, let's do this again before too long. Yeah, let's do it. For sure. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, guys, for hanging out with me and Broker Brett today in the show. Had a little bit of a squirrel episode there, but it was so much fun. And I, and I hope that you got something out of the show today. Um, even if you got a little just to pick me up from uh, from Brett, I, I really uh, appreciate his uh, his outlook on life and the way he comes at things. And he's just a great guy. Um, been a good friend for several years now. And I'm just uh, I'm just so appreciative. Guys, if you have an idea for your own show, go to readysetpodcast.com. That's getreadysetpodcast.com. Turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.